Excellent. How are you doing? Man, I'll tell you what, I'm awesome. We've uh, got the uh, first thing before we jump into uh, episode 34 here. We've got some exciting um, follow-up topics from episode 33. Um, this is a big one. We've been talking crap about our friends down the road at Panini uh, and their and their quality control uh, issues. I'm not even going to start off with our main. I think uh, it's about time we run them out of Texas. I think so too. Or yeah. we just got to. I think we take over and show them how it's done. We, yeah, maybe we something. need to start manufacturing some cards. <laughs> something, something, right? I know. I know. <laughs> it's getting out of control. Um, on a on a personal note, not as expensive uh, of a mistake on Panini's end, and we'll get into this in just a second. But I actually ripped a case of UFC Optic, uh, UFC Optic Don Russ, fun product, new to the market. I was like, all right, I'll rip some, see what we get. One of the autos I pull is a UFC fighter, Colby Covington. I'm like, okay, cool. This is a decent card. Nothing big, nothing crazy. I'm looking over the card. It's off-centered. I'm like, oh, man, can't send this one off. And then all of a sudden, something catches my eye. It's like, well, Colby Covington has like almost 15, 20 letters, you know, start to finish. The sticker are only showing uh, four or five letters. I'm like, and two H's. It starts with two H's. I'm like, what the hell is going on? There's no H in Colby Covington. Like, this is not the right autograph uh and it comes to my attention that they put the holly holm sticker another fighter on my colby covington um card so i've got a if anyone's interested in, in ufc cards i've got a colby covington card with a holly holm autograph on it um straight out of the pack out of a fresh case brand new release that's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah um that's a per- that's a personal story i mean we were literally talking about this on the podcast last week i go and open a pack and there it is you know a wrong autograph on a brand new card. I haven't experienced the wrong autograph on a card. The only problem I experience is just the quality control of the, the, you know, the product itself, centering, you know, corner surface edges, that sort of stuff. But as far as the autos and patches that we see, I have not experienced that <laughs> knock on wood. Right. You know, knock on wood. Uh, right. And we were just talking about how it's getting worse and worse. <clears throat> okay. Well, I think we actually have hit a, um, a breaking point for Panini's quality control because yesterday, um, a video came out that surfaced the uh, flawless baseball, brand new Panini baseball flawless. The one of one Babe Ruth cut autograph was pulled. Uh, unfortunately, it had a George Brett cut autograph in the place of the Babe Ruth cut autograph. Um, on the one of one, the product hit the most expensive chase card in the entire product. The card, the the end all be all card for Panini baseball. How does that happen? It's a one of one card that is being hand placed the cut autograph is being hand placed flawless uh is a set that is hand packed into briefcases mm-hmm. so this is not a random collation thing this Correct. is 100 percent panini not caring um or not you know taking the time to check over their products yeah. before they hit the market this is crazy not only did the babe ruth come with the george brett autograph a few hours later, the person who pulled the George Brett that. autograph, did I you see this? His George Brett card has the Babe Ruth cut autograph. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What is going on? It so, is it is absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely. I mean, unacceptable. That period. is literally a, I mean, that is just somebody who has the two cut autographs in front of them and doesn't know what's which one is which and puts them in the wrong card without any supervision and sends them off in the market. Like what, how does that happen? 
Look, I can, I can tell you, a 10-year-old can tell the difference between a, a George Brett auto and a Babe Ruth auto. You'd think so. Yeah. I got a I got a six-year-old grandson that could tell you the difference between the Babe Ruth and the George Brett. We might need to get him a job at Panini. Uh, we may need to. <laughs> and yes, start having got, him pack some flawless we'll have baseball him put cases. His, put his resume together and send it exactly over there. That's exactly right. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, you know, and that's a little bit of a follow-up from our episode 33 with the, the Sauce Gardener patch. Um, patch cards and the you know stuff like that. It's just with the Redskins patch on it. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's like every product that's coming out, whether it's a high end set, and and you know, and I will give Panini a little bit of um, you know leeway on the mass produced sets, right? Not every card, not every base card is going to come out of ten. Correct. Not every card, and should, it shouldn't. And it shouldn't. That's exactly right. But when we're talking about you know products where people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars per box, they're hand collated. By Panini, that can't happen. When you're when you're pulling black finites out of Prism right. that are grading out sevens, that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Absolutely. I mean, when when the centering is you know so bad, I mean that it it's just it's horrible. Half that, of half of those cards feel like they're worthy of a factory replacement straight out of the box. Well, you know, we pulled the gold Mac Jones out of this year's Prism. We did. And they have a policy where you can send those in mm-hmm. and have them replaced because this one had print lines all down the middle of it. The centering was off bad. So we we filled it out. We sent in the package just as it says online. Says it takes. I even messaged, emailed somebody. They emailed me back, said, this is right up the street. Yeah, we, not says, even 15 minutes away. Says six to 12 weeks. That's a large window, but six to 12 weeks. Yep. That was last summer. That's right. I think June of last year. Yeah. No. Actually, it was before before that. that. Yeah. It was actually in May of last year because it was well before we started planning to go to national. That's crazy. And it was sent in, received. I got notification received because I also sent it signature confirmed. Gold prism to 10. True rookie. And it's still sitting there. You still don't have it back? No. Still there. And... You said it was Mac Jones? It's the Mac Jones. And Mac Jones, let's see, he was the highest uh, valued quarterback at, when that product came out. Um, and as the season went on, those values continued to drop. Um, now, obviously, you know, he's kind of seen a, a nice yep. uptick. So we've kind of, you know, seen that whole um, value shift mm-hmm. in, in just the time that Panini <clears throat> told you that they would replace your card yep. and haven't. Correct. And still have no, you know, there's no, it's, it's, there's no it's, punishment it's on there. absolutely it's, unacceptable at this point. Absolutely. With, with the quality control of the, you know, the, the wrong patches being in cards with the quality control of not even the right autographs on cards. You can't even fulfill. You have those cards sitting there. I already know how that works. We've talked to people who work for Panini. Right. They have a stack of those gold Mac Jones. It's how weird things start appearing in the hobby because they go out the back door from Panini. And so they have a stack of those that don't have serial numbers on them. All they have to do is take the card, destroy the one I sent in, and reprint another serial number on the back of it and send it out. It's not that hard. Now, I understand they probably get thousands and thousands of packages a day. Absolutely. But it's still no excuse when you give a window of six to 12 weeks to replace something or when you're putting the wrong autographs and the wrong patches in cards multiple times over. 
You're worthless. It's worthless. Right. And, and again, we've talked about this before. People make mistakes. If it happens one time, that's a, an honest mistake. Correct. You know what I mean? But if it's a pattern, um, every single product that comes out year after year after year, sport after sport after sport, with no changes, you know, visibly being made to yep. quality control or, you know, how about a public statement from Panini? Yep. Um, you know, things like that. I don't know. And I don't want to be, and I don't want to be, you know, negative Nancy in the hobby, but when it comes to the people spending thousands, like you mentioned, right. thousands of dollars on these boxes and cases. Right. I mean, come on, Panini. It's just, let's it, go. It, and it feels like a scam. Um, we, you know, another one of our topics this week and something that Panini is really rolling out. Um, and I think is this was the first real news we've had regarding their, redemption program i think a lot of people who you know are familiar with ripping wax getting a product um that may not have been completed right hey panini, panini over promising under delivering mm -hmm. you open your box hey it's supposed to have an on-card auto just kidding you get a code now you can go redeem it oh it's gonna take us another six months to get it to you blah 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 if they even redeem if them because redeem. i have some in in my box right now yeah. that they didn't redeem and then they send me an email that says uh, it's been, you know, X amount of weeks with like 20 something, 30 something weeks. Right. Um, we're going to go ahead and replace that. Or we, you know, would you like to just replace that with something else? Because they're not guaranteeing that that autograph is ever going to get done. Right. Which doesn't make any sense. They've no. contractually obligated, you know, the players to yes. fulfill those requirements to then pass on to the customers. It doesn't make sense at all. What they have done, what Panini has done is kind of come out with a redemption, um, I want to call it like a buyback almost program, similar to the Topps buyback program where Panini is saying, we realize we have all of these outstanding redemptions that you're exactly right. They mm -hmm. can't, they realize now they can't get them signed. There's no way that, you know, you know, let's say 70% of those um, get signed. Those other 30%, they, they literally couldn't get them done even if they had all the time and money in the world. So what they're going to do is offer this program to people with expire, you know, with existing redemptions on their account already. Um, and the way that I understand this, and and I want to get your opinion on this, is they're going to divide the existing redemptions into kind of tiered value levels. Un unannounced um, to you, the customer, um, your redemption will be assigned a value by Panini. If it falls under a certain value, uh, I don't believe they've announced. Uh, what that exact value is yet, they are actually going to cancel your redemption. You will not be getting, you will not be receiving that card. Instead, you will be receiving a mosaic pack um, that is exclusive to this year's mosaic football. Um, that is, it's going to come with unique limited edition parallels, very similar to what they did with the Kobe Bryant uh, autograph packs in mosaic basketball. Well, first, and, for, first and foremost. I don't like anybody doing anything to anything of mine without me approving it. I am right there with you. I mean, just bottom line, don't just, I'm not at your beck and call, although that's what they seem to think the hobby is. Absolutely. And it's getting out of hand. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I have, I have, I have really considered taking other options to get my gold cards back. Yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. It really is. And so, no, I don't agree with that at all. Do well, not go and change my orders right. based on what you believe a value may be. And, and, and here's what, and, and the, you know, I want to get into that. We've talked about speculation and values and, and, you know, 
time of the year purchasing versus, you know, in season versus off season, things like that. Let's just say you've got, you know, let's just say you ripped some wax a couple months ago. You pull out a, uh, a 2022 Brock Purdy auto. Okay. Mr. Mr. Irrelevant at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Not something that you're really looking to get in right away. Maybe try to sell the redemption. Nobody buys it because nobody knows who Brock Purdy is. You go ahead and redeem it in your account. Okay. Well, let's just say it's valued at 20 bucks. Well, Brock Purdy gets a start. He makes his way through the playoffs. And now those Brock Purdy autos are over a thousand dollars. We'll get into that here in just a second. Is if the Brock Purdy prices are uh, stabilized, or you know, if they're if it's just fear, fear of missing out, things like that. But let's just say at the time that twenty dollar redemption is now you know was was worth twenty at the time. Panini goes through and they say, you know what, eh, twenty dollar redemption. We'll send you a pack instead. Well, Brock Purdy goes in the playoffs, and by the time you would have had that card back, it's a thousand dollars. How are you going to feel about that? <laughs> Like I said, don't do anything to my account without my approval. If I click the button and say, okay, I approve that, then that's on me. Yep. Do not take it upon yourself to determine that you are, you are the final, you're the law. That's, that, that doesn't work for me. And it really rubs me the wrong way. I completely agree with you, by the way. It really rubs me the wrong way that they're the ones setting kind of the value tiers. Um, you know, what, let me ask you this. What in your mind constitutes a high-end card? What constitutes a high-end card? For you. Uh, I mean, a high-end card is going to be, you know, uh, anything that comes out of a high-end product. RPA is out of, you know, flawless because you're going to pay, you know, five $6,000 a box. There we go. Uh, you're going to pay, you know, I mean, high-end. I mean, I, so the highest end, of course, is National Treasures. Yep. Flawless is in there pretty close just due to the price points. Yep. But due to value being, you know, on the return side, National Treasures always brings more than Flawless. So I have my rankings would be National Treasures, yep. Flawless, Prism. Right. So you've named, you know, the, the premier brands and stuff from the manufacturer. Let me just ask, I want to rephrase the question. If you were to put a dollar amount on a card, a single card, a graded card, what dollar amount makes that a high-end card or a high-end value, you know, collectible in your in your opinion? Any any card over X amount of money. I mean, so I mean that that's going to range from you know person to person. And that's exactly my point. High-end yes. card to you may not be the same as, as you or yeah, to hundred or ten dollar yes. card. Because I have to. I mean, you got to you got to look at you know the different levels of collectors. Hundred percent. You know. I mean, you, a high-end card to you know, uh, a you know, fifteen-year-old kid may be anything over you know, five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Shit! If I, when I was fifteen, I, mean, I would have been happy to have yes. fifty-dollar cards. Uh, so here's the thing. I mean, here's- a high-end card to me is, you know, when I start looking at, it, is anything over a hundred grand. That starts getting into a high-end card. Exactly, and that's why I wanted you to say because how am I? Let's just pretend I'm Panini and you have got a bunch of redemptions. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to know whether you're a millionaire or somebody with a hundred bucks Correct. Their, to their name? That goes back to you don't make the decisions for me. Absolutely. I make those. And, and that's what really bothers me about Panini kind of setting that value, um, you know, for the collector. It's like, Hey, we all paid the mm-hmm. same amount of money for that box, regardless of, you know, what we're able to collect or, you know, how we're going to process that box and continue to turn it. You know what I mean? Like, Grayson may have bought that box to just let it go to zero because he wanted to just rip the box. Um, but now, you know, Panini's kind of decided that, hey, uh, you know, if, if you're collecting under $500, you're not really worth our time. You're not going to get the hits that we promised yeah. you. It's just a really bad look, I Crazy. think. Um, to get into the, the, the um, 
redemption packs a little bit more, they will have uh, some unique parallels. Green Sparkle uh, are going to be the rarest. Those are going to be um, non-numbered, but short print to, uh, to 10 I, or less. And you expect me to trust that. Right, exactly. Um, no. <laughs> I don't trust anything without a serial number on it, and I still question those. And then that's... Um, you know, that is their solution. That is Panini's solution is um, kind of creating those unique parallels um, in place of your existing redemption. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think it'll work out very well. I think a lot of people will be happy that have the $5 and under redemptions, mm -hmm. stuff that truly nobody's really worried about getting back. Um, I think they'll be happy to, you know, maybe receive a pack or two in the mail. Yeah. Um, but for the ones that are, you know, live redemptions, first of all, redemption shouldn't exist. Correct. Maybe do your job. Second of all, get those filled because that's ridiculous. You've now over-promised and under-delivered twice yeah. on the same product. Um, and I think people are taking notice. About to move um, my, I'm about to move my money to upper deck in hockey. That's right, man. I'm, I'm telling you about what. About sick of Panini. You you look you are a big hockey guy too, so. uh, and I don't know jack shit about hockey. <laughs> That's right. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm about to learn. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, so I, I gave the uh, the Brock Purdy example uh, of the redemption. You know, if you'd have pulled a cheap Brock Purdy, you know, <laughs> over the last eight weeks, it's certainly gone up in value. Um, is that sustainable? Is no. Brock Purdy's value sustainable? <laughs> no. My favorite example. No. No, I mean, it, no, no. My I favorite the example. People are paying prices for him more than what they're paying for some of Mahomes cards. And, I mean, and it not is even, crazy. Not even high-end Brock Purdy cards. Yes, the high-end ain't even hit the market. It's really unbelievable to watch. Prism, Flawless, and National Treasures still are not on the market, yet we're paying 5000 a 1010 on a was it certified certified one of one with a sticker, sticker auto $22,000 you have got to be you know what i'm going to be nice today i'm just gonna, i'm just going to be nice i'm going to be nice but $22,000 on a brought per, come on no that's no. what I mean. It goes back to it goes back to the hobby devaluing the dollar right no. $22,500 is a new car for a Brock Purdy and Cert after certified and, one of one, and after this weekend, you're going to kick yourself in the butt for it. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And, and you know, that's where um, Grayson Art, you know, when he mentioned that Brock Purdy to me, he kind of given me some historical data all the way back from Purdy's week one start. That card sold for $170 on eBay, which at the time that seller was like, "Man, I just got a great mm. price for that." Uh, a couple weeks later, five six hundred bucks. Don't get me wrong; he is a good game manager. Yeah. Or what he has done so far, but he does not. He threw no touchdown passes against Dallas. I think he's None. in the right system. Not, yeah, it's the system. I mean, you can plug in any quarterback in San Francisco, and I believe they're going to do well. We can put Grayson in there. <laughs> I mean, Grayson could go out there and be the next Red Rifle. That's right. You know, I mean, and, exactly and, right. and and probably you know throw for a couple hundred yards. He might throw a pick, but he's going to get a touchdown in that system. That's exactly right. And you know, but no, I think. I like the kid. He's very humble. I like listening to him talk. I've just kind of watched, you know, some of that. That's the things that sure. I look for is his mannerisms, and they're very good. I like the kid right. on that part, but it, it does not justify those prices. Not at all. And I don't care how much you like him. No. Right? It's, Correct. I, I, he's a fun story. Last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Yes. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hope they go and I'm win wa the I'm Bowl. waiting for the hobby to start saying he's the next Tom Brady. You know, because of right. the, the picking the draft and yep. blah, blah, blah. And you know what? No, no. 
But yeah. it, it is just it is crazy though. You get to see. I mean, literally in real time, we're watching the the fear of missing out, right? And you can go back and watch that exact same card week by week and start by start and pretty just exponentially go up in value and people are just taking chances and if i don't move my money to hockey i'm gonna buy four cases of prism and i'm gonna rip them and if i pull the a brock purdy in there you can bet your tail it's gonna be sold that's exactly right sold day, so day. bring your twenty two thousand dollars and i'll have something really nice for you that's exactly right that's exactly right now that's the way to do it is as if you were uh stockpiling those yeah. you know stockpiling those no purdies when they were one to five dollars no. now you're a genius he does got that purdy boy swag though man, and i'll tell you what he's a fun he's a likable guy he's fun to root for so yeah. um that's uh that is going to be fun to watch let me get into now that we're um you you beat me i owe you 20 bucks uh yeah. as we talk about our nice. uh, predictions from last year or last week i went three and four this last week three and one no, yeah, three and one. Sorry, three and one. I went two and two. So yep. yeah, three and one. You edged me out, and uh, in the head to head, twenty bucks. So I yep. uh, get a pay up there. But uh, what are your predictions moving forward? What do we think? And uh, actually, give me your thoughts on the last last week's games first, and then tell me what you think moving forward for NFL you championship know, weekend. I picked the Bills to beat the Bengals. Bengals. That was we my both, only yep. game that I missed last week. And I'm going to tell you, I was very, very disappointed in the way the uh, the Buffalo Bills played that game. I don't know if it was they played so poorly or, you know, Joe Burrow and the Bengals played so great. Uh, but Joe Burrow looked awesome. Yes, he, he definitely does. He's he's definitely got some swag about yes. it. You know who he reminds me of? Yeah. And this is going to this is going to show my age a little bit. He is the modern day Joe Namath. Broadway Joe. Yes, he has that that flashiness about him that you know. He wants the spotlight. Yes. Absolutely, yes. he loves being the center of attention. Yeah. Most um, of our viewers probably won't even know who Joe Namath is unless they have a right. card of him. That's right. <laughs> but he played for the Jets. That'd be awesome to get Joe Burrow in one of those big mink jackets that uh, know, Namath used to wear on the sidelines. So that'd be pretty awesome. You know, Namath did a commercial one time where he put on pantyhose. Had this pantyhose <laughs> commercial. Like he was, he was very flamboyant. Gotcha. He was not a. He was. He was. He wanted the uh, attention. Yes. Definitely, he wanted the attention on him. Yeah. I so think- I mean, other than that, I mean, I. The Cowboys played the way I knew the Cowboys would. The, I, I said Dak with the one touchdown and three picks, he threw one touchdown and two picks. That's right. He is not the quarterback for the Cowboys. He's not. He played out of his mind against Tampa Bay. Yep. And I said that last show, that that's the best I've ever seen him play. He showed who Dak is in this last game. Yep. And, and, and what is really disappointing, you know, for somebody who roots for Dak again, I like Dak. Um, I, can't, I can't support – him as the franchise quarterback for the Cowboys, you know what I mean? As much as I like him as a person, he's just not the guy. I agree. And I, and I think this season was like the final, you know, straw, the final test of, yeah, he, he can make the playoffs. They're going to win. You know, mm-hmm. he can win you 10 games. He's not the guy to get it done. Cowboys need to go out and get Aaron Rodgers. I, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's who they need to go out and get. That's There's a guy who can get it done. That's a guy that can get it done. And he's showing, I yeah. mean, and, it, you know, what really sticks out, and I think you know, guys like Dak or the the guys who make the playoffs and don't get it done necessarily, mm-hmm. get a lot of heat for not being the guy in the moment, right? Like not being the clutch fourth quarter Brady type, greatest of all time performer. What I really think people miss is how few of those guys there really are, 
and how much credit they should be getting for being in that select few. You know what I mean? Because no matter what industry or field you're in, that 1% of 1% of 1% have that. You know, you mentioned sheet. you mentioned Brady. I watched yeah. an interview the other day with uh, Julian Edelman <laughs> that played with him, and he was talking about Brady. And as, as Brady was closing in on Joe Montana's Super Bowl record, and he told him, he said, one more Super Bowl and you got Joe Montana. He said, Julian, I'm not, I'm not after Joe Montana. I'm after Jordan. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and that's, again, it's moving, you know, he wanted to be the greatest of, of greats. Yes. Right. Not just the greatest of football. Um, and, and that really, you know, again, the, the ultimate 1% of the top 1% mm-hmm. have that next gear in fourth quarter moments that we now know. Dak does not have and we might have known it for a while but I think people now realize okay like that is his potential and like his ceiling is yeah he's gonna win 10 to 12 games but he's probably not a Super Bowl they need to drop Dak and Zeke that's what needs to happen Tony Pollard is much better in the in the backfield go out there and get Aaron Rodgers who can you know who, who can win? He, yeah. he, you know, he's mobile. He, he's, he's got a great arm. Oh, he's got a, he's got a yeah. cannon. Yeah. So I think if they go out and get Aaron Rodgers, then they go out and get Aaron Rodgers and get Sean Payton as their coach next Man, year. That'd be fun. That's a new. They're going. They're, they'll go. be in the NFC Championship game minimum next year. All right. Let me get uh, some predictions moving forward. Okay. Um, who do you like? Who do you like this weekend? So I'm gonna go, and you're not supposed to do this, but I am gonna go with what I want to see. Okay. Okay. What I want to see in the Super Bowl, and then I'll tell you why. Okay. I want the Eagles to beat the 49ers. One, I'm tired of the Brock Purdy stuff, and, and I'm <laughs> tired too. of these prices. That's not the main reason, though. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason is of Kelsey. Okay. And Andy Reid used to coach the Eagles. That'd be cool to have And them. then I want the Chiefs to beat the Bengals and have Andy Reid go against his old team and the two brothers for the first time in history Bowl. go against each other in a Super Bowl. Travis and, and what's – Jason. Yeah, Jason. Th- those are the ones that I want to see. They've that, got a, that's, that's what I want. That That's going to make me so much more interested in the Super Bowl than if it's the Bengals and the 49ers. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like Joe Burrow because he's a, he's an LSU Tiger boy. Yep. I like, I like Jamar Chase because of those reasons. But – I, I would be more tuned in on the, the Kansas line. City Chiefs and that storyline of, you know, Andy Reid, Kelsey, Kelsey Brothers, that whole thing. I just think that's that's must-watch TV. That must watch a, TV. That makes it more interesting than just the game. Yep. I agree. And I didn't – I actually always forget about Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a great podcast, uh, the Kelsey Brothers. That It's a very interesting podcast. Um, unique perspective from two guys in the NFL who kind of talk about what it's like week to week in the NFL. Yep. Uh, and they're both cool, good guys. So definitely check that out. I like, but, I like uh, Travis. Yeah. They're good guys. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. We're going to be in Kansas city this weekend. So I'm obviously, pulling for, I'm pulling for Patty. I want, I, I want to see uh, some electricity in the, in the, I started the air, to but, buy uh, AFC championship tickets. Mm-hmm. When I was watching at the end of that game, I pulled them up and I looked at them and I was like, no, I just want to watch it from home. Hey, that's the thing. It's going to be, it's going to be a zoo. It's going to be a zoo in Kansas city, but it's going to be fun. Um, so I'm pulling for them. But I also I got a 150 inch screen that I can watch. I it like from, Joe so, Burrow. I mean, man. I'm, I'm going to watch it from my movie room. I'll be just fine. And we were, t- I was telling you before the show, I, you know, I'm going to have a, a hard time moving forward betting against Joe Burrow 
in any situation just because he's got that you know cool swag factor so you're picking the Bengals. i i think i am i think i'm picking the Bengals. think or you are i am picking the Bengals, but i want the chiefs so i'm conflicted but i will pick the Bengals. and Bengals. i'm gonna go Bengals, and then i'm also gonna go eagles okay Um, i think the eagles get it done versus the 49ers i like jalen hurts i think they're very consistent top to bottom good depth they got Coach. they got a decent defense. Yep. Uh, their offense is is awesome. And if you go and look at the teams, not to take anything away from Brock Purdy, yeah. But if you go and look at the teams that he has beaten, none of them really have a true high powered offense uh, or a score. defense. Let's say they've played Seattle in his in his seven games. I think they've played Seattle twice. Mm-hmm. They've played the Raiders. They've played the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. They played the Miami Dolphins. And I'm trying to remember the other two teams. Well, of course, th- this last week, um, last week's game Dallas, yeah. against Dallas. And there's one other one that they played uh, in there. But, I mean, outside of that, there's nobody in there. No powerhouse. No, there's yeah. nobody in there that plays as solid as the Eagles do on both sides of the football. Right, right. So I think they break that threshold. They can score more points than what Brock mm-hmm. Purdy's going to end up putting up. Um and I think I think they're going to the Cowboys tried to expose him with Micah Parsons, which is probably one of the best defensive players in the Man, game. He's so fun. He is just incredible. And I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I do like that, that guy. So good. Uh, yeah. And but they they didn't they didn't allow him to throw any touchdowns, but they yeah. he didn't make any mistakes neither. I right. think he makes his mistakes this weekend. Okay. So you got the Eagles as well? Oh yeah. Yep. I got the Eagles against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Eagles and Chiefs. That's right. Yeah. All right. I'm still. I'm still. I'm still. I'm still scared of Joe Burrow because we'll I. See, uh, I'm, I've. I've. I know. I know how he can play. And he's. He's just. And it's hard for me to root against Joe. You know, just because he's a, I, I mean, I, I pulled like for him at LSU, and I mean, I've always pulled for him when he got in the NFL. But it's also difficult for me to root against Patrick because that's your from, boy from the hometown of White House. So that's right. Day uh, one. Yes. That's, can't root against yeah. Patrick. What do you think about the ankle? Is it going to be a bit uh, an issue? Uh, I think it's going to hinder his mobility. But I'll tell you one thing: Patrick is he, he's he, he's got some he's, he's got some dog. He's in got him. the magic. Yes, yeah. he's he's still dangerous even when he's hobbling. Right. Oh yeah. Do you see him? Do you see him hop to a first down? I've seen him do unbelievable <laughs> things. <laughs> you see him do stuff on the football field, and you're like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah. that's his yeah. game. It's it just doesn't really make yeah. sense. Um, he, he's yeah, still, he's, 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 you're still going to have to account should for be a great, it. Should be a great weekend of football. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think that's it for episode 34. I want to um, direct people to our whatnot real quick. Tons of awesome $1 auctions going on. Build a stack to my left. Oh, it's to the left. I, that's right. Look, yeah, I went to the right. That's right. To the no, right. Uh, it's always to the left. <laughs> to the left. To the Stack them to the left. Join our whatnot, guys. Come and hang out. Make sure you guys are uh, following and subscribed to our content as well, our YouTube. Um, never want to miss out on any of our posts. Weekly content, uh, weekly podcasts. Definitely an awesome um, source of content. Also, be sure to send in your $3 RCRs. Right now, we've got uh, how many? Like a month left on that promo, maybe a little, a month and a half, month and a half. So yep. we've been taking actually in, two months. Yeah, we've been taking. Yeah, in, we're we're not even through January yet. We still got a week left in January, and we got all of February and all of March. Get those cards. Don't in. wait. Don't wait. We have orders taken, are piling in daily. It's yeah. <laughs> um, they they have been. They're stacking up. Um, I've got a full a full night ahead of me actually of grading uh, tonight, but. Um, 
it is going to be it is going extremely well so yeah get those three dollar rcrs into dci guys otherwise we will see you next time i am jason here with big sexy and we are out <laughs>